You're listening to DraftKings Network. So I've only been to Toronto of the two. But That's what they all say when they say no one likes Edmonton. Well, I only went for the World Cup of Hockey. It was like a quick, quick dip in Canada, and that's it. That's the only place I've been. Quick dip in Canada. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Too Many Men podcast. My name is Allison Lucan. Uh, this is episode 18. We are so excited to be back with you. Joining me, as always, is the multi-talented Shayna Goldman. Shayna, say hello. Hello. Two, two syllables this time. Good job. We're progressing. I do as I'm told. <laughs> and as always, our superstar, our founder, our creator of this show, Sarah Sivian. Sarah, how are you? Um, I'm lovely now. You, in your affirmative um, affirmations, really just make my week every week. Um, should throw out my expensive therapy and just ha- have you do this for me my whole life. You do How are deserve- you? I'm okay. I am okay. But you do deserve a shout out for those of you who are just finding this show. Uh, we would not exist without Sarah saying she wanted to do this just a few short months ago. And so it's her genius that, that brought us all together and brought you guys all together um, today as our audience. So we appreciate you, our listeners. Here's who we don't appreciate. We don't appreciate this week's additions to the shit list. This week we are continuing on a, on a tennis theme. Shayna, who has made the list? Please tell us. This week's edition is Sasha Jarev, who um, was a part of Djokovic's stupid fucking tournament that we talked about last week. And um, he tested negative, but put out this huge statement, or at least had his management put out this huge statement about how much he regret doing the tournament and how bad he felt and how he was going to isolate, self-isolate for 14 days. But he did not do that. He, it was posted on social media that he was out partying with crowds and doing all this stuff. Like a total asshole because he couldn't handle just staying in his house that I'm sure is very large because he has a lot of money and being a very good tennis player. And he was super selfish. And that brings us to our a quick bit of news is our anti-shit list. We have Nick Kyrgios, who is one of the bad boys of tennis and known to be a huge asshole in the best way possible. He went off about Zverev being such an asshole about going out in public and you know, was saying how selfish it was to put out, have your management put out some huge statement and then post on social media that you're out partying and in public partying and just overall not doing the right thing during, you know, this little minor global pandemic. And uh, he was talking about how self-centered it was and how fucking stupid it is that he's doing this and how it's not that hard to do the right thing, just isolate. And he was... You know, he said it. If you don't want to be alone, bring your girlfriend, bring someone. Just fucking isolate and stick to your word after you screwed up and did the wrong thing. Don't follow it up with another bad decision. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's not surprising that a guy like Kyrgios is very, very uh, strict on this when he's from New Zealand, a country that actually handles things correctly. Um, But uh, here we are. And he's very sick of this selfish tennis world. And, you know, they're with him. I want to be a bad boy of tennis. You just got to break your racket, curse, get yelled at, get penalties for cursing, and 
do a bunch of trick shots that piss people off and open your mouth every time someone does something stupid. Here's what I don't like understand. Mind. Like sport, like if you're involved in sport, you are never more aware of sets of rules determining the most important consequences, which in sport is goals, shots, wins, what have you. Like I like it continues to blow my mind that people just think that what science is telling us, which is not an opinion, which is based in fact, is like up for debate. I just can't deal with how this happens like this. Where it's like, I, I can't, I just can't. And we're living through a time people are gonna look back and hopefully be like, if there are people to look back and be like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like so many things just leading up to this of distrust, of like propaganda, like this is happening in America, people. Right. Yeah, exactly. and they set such a bad example for themselves with that tournament in the first place. They had fans, they didn't do social distancing, they went partying in clubs, they didn't wear masks, they did like absolutely every single thing wrong, which is why when they say like, oh, we took every precaution, it's like by taking zero precautions, like, all right. <laughs> but if you had done that right, and you followed the necessary protocols that there are for a reason, and pulled it off, it would be encouraging for the rest of the tournaments. And let's face it, their season didn't end either. Wimbledon's canceled, which, you know, it, it just, and uh, the French Open will be after the US Open, which should have come before it. So if the US Open could go on without a hitch, then maybe the French Open can. And even still, there's a lot that can go wrong between now and then. But if you did this right, you could show, you know, tennis, there's a reason why tennis is a sport that people are saying it can come back. And even in, Places like here, like in New York, it was one of the first sports they were like, you're allowed to go play a sport like tennis. We'll open tennis courts for a reason. But you fucked everything up and showed that you can't actually do it because you're too selfish and too big of assholes. So it has nothing to do with the sport. It just has to do with you fucking sucking. So, you know, need need something there. Just speaking of protocols, like, just the Rich Greenfield of Light Shed said, I don't know what that is, just spoke, anyway, he spoke to union leaders representing Walt Disney World cast and confirmed that Disney is not testing employees before they return to work next week, including stage performers who can't wear masks. Testing is employees' responsibility, not Disney's. What are we doing here? <laughs> well, but this, but this is connected, right? Like, we just finished talking about individuals making stupid decisions, but then when individuals go to their bosses or their companies, then we have companies making stupid decisions. And how, if you're Disney, you do not want people coming to your park, getting sick, and then being mad at you. Like, this is completely a self-serving decision to provide your employees testing. Sarah? It's every stupid thing that can happen, it will happen. It's like... Murphy's law, but we're choosing to do it because we want pe what? Because we want people to die. Like, or we're like, what is? Why are we? I don't know. Well, and here's the kicker. This is what makes me really mad. It's different for Disneyland, right? Like at Disneyland, they're providing testing, but not at Disney World. Florida. <laughs> Florida man, and I, America is the Florida of the world. So happy candidate Canada Day, folks. I want to drink a beer. I like happy candidate better in some ways that makes a ton of sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Well, I just did a holiday where it hammered and wish we that we were in Canada. <laughs> Minus well, Ontario. They're on the shit list too. 
Well, speaking of wanting to be in Canada, it looks like all of the NHL <laughs> wants to be in Canada because um, it is coming out again, um, extrapolating everything we just talked about and US can't literally do the bare minimum. Um, the two hub cities barring some sort of additional change, which Lord knows it could happen again. The two hub cities for the postseason, which is still just an insane idea, look to be Toronto and Edmonton. So Sarah, I guess their promo video worked, Edmonton. Yes, to all the zero fans that are coming, they really lobbied to get Edmonton uh, <laughs> on that. But I will say that if we're gonna do this, then that getting it out of America where we cannot be trusted, we're embarrassing, um, just shameful. I think in Canada, they're doing better, so. Yeah, at least yeah. in Edmonton. So I think that was the right call. And I could see that the players probably wanted to negotiate that and make sure it was in Canada before they actually agreed to play. Well, and I think it's interesting. I, the player was not cited, obviously, but one player uh, talked to another member of the media and said they actually didn't want to be locked down in Vegas for two and a half months because yeah. you were literally always inside, right? Like, because you're always in a casino, you're always in pumped yeah. air and you're just... And I have fun in Vegas, but I don't think I could stay in Vegas for two and a half months. I think I'd be over it personally. So, yeah, I, yeah, I shaved five years off my life when we were in <laughs> Vegas for four and a half days. <laughs> and, um, it's it it's just season. it's too much. It's too much like going to Vegas and like you know like on a normal basis, no one wants to go to Edmonton. So now it's like, well, you're gonna be locked inside anyway, so you won't be seeing the city. So at least go to one that you know get Edmonton out of the way now. And look, Edmonton gets to win without Edmonton winning. So it's a way to bring a championship back to Edmonton, like the glory days, and they can hold on to this for a while, even if it's not the Oilers. But um, it just blows my mind that everyone, every city or every state that's saying sports come to us, like don't do it. If they're saying, come here, don't do it. There's a reason they're inviting you to come here because they don't give a shit about anything and think it's normal. Texas being like, we can have fans in the stands and Arizona firing everyone and Florida just being fucking Florida. Don't do it. It's not that hard. Like it, it, there's a reason why the Mets and Yankees have been brought from Florida to New York and that the Blue Jays have been taken from Florida to Toronto because they had numerous positive tests. But my issue with Toronto is the province of Ontario, if I think we talked about this last week, yeah, they have the if you test positive, but you're asymptomatic, then you can keep working. And that is so fucking fitting for the NHL when you should be the league that goes, we don't want that players want to play. Our players will play through every single injury that you can think of. If they're going, we're asymptomatic, and it says that we can play, we can play when you should not want that. Because as we know, it can spread when you're asymptomatic still. And, um, you know, you're not just putting your one team at risk, you're putting 12 other teams at risk. Like everyone's in close quarters, everyone's sharing the same facilities and the same hotels and the same workers and this and that, that it's like, you're not, you're not sinking one ship. You're sinking half the league. If it, there's an outbreak there and then you have to recancel the season, which shouldn't be happening in the first place. And it's just an, a bigger mess than it already was when you could have just cut your losses and been like, you know what, let's focus on next season and hope that we can even have a next season because who the hell knows where it's going to be. Yeah. But let's just make the problem worse because sports. Well, but this is this is the bigger problem because we saw, we t shared this among us, and I know a ton of people saw it yesterday. Eric Engels had a whole tweet thread, yeah, where players and we've talked about this on this show. Yeah, like I've been talking to players off the record for weeks about this, and when I was so glad Eric actually had the balls to report it because I'm like I don't want to 
I don't know. It was, he did it really well. Yeah. And, and to Eric's, I mean, the, the biggest takeaway, there were two big takeaways for me. Well, three. The first is Eric said 75% of players don't want to play. He also yeah. said they think the communication from the players association is a joke, but they also said no one's basically going to have the balls to stand up and say, I don't want to play. Like that's horrifying. Well, that's the hockey culture that Shana was just talking about. I and mean, it's, it's sad because they, if they can't play when they're asymptomatic, they absolutely will. And they don't want to like, right. not, and I'm not going to speak for everyone. I'm sure some of them do want to, and it's not that they don't want to play hockey. It's that we're in the middle of a global fucking pandemic. Hello. Like, exactly. That exactly. should be enough. <laughs> it's, I just, I, and I was talking about this with someone else yesterday. Like, this is one of those times when the biggest act of leadership is saying, hey, we don't want to play. Yes. Versus going through all this. Um, and I don't wonder if that's part of what's holding up kind of this official announcement about the next phase, but we know what else yeah. has, has been discussed. And that is a new CBA, my friends, because technically, and we'll get to this in a minute, technically, not only is it Canada Day, but this should be the beginning of free agency, and it is not. So contracts were technically to end yesterday at midnight, um, but now they're hurriedly trying to get in a new CBA. And what's been reported is that with a modified CBA, there will be a flat salary cap for the next two years. There will be a cap on escrow and 10% of next season's salary deferred. There will be language added for the right to opt out of return to play. Um, but also, maybe the one positive, if and when life ever returns to normal, there's also a return to the Olympics. So there's a lot there. But, <laughs> but what are your guys' thoughts on this new CBA, the other kind of big, huge thing that's tied to this take the next step forward for the league? Um, I think... If we start with the Olympics, I would say my money was on the NHL returning because it's going to be in China and we know how much they're pushing to be in China. So it kind of sucks that it's like when the last Olympics, the players didn't go to it. I was like, this is, it just sucks for that one group of players. Like if for you're sure. done, commit to it. But instead you skipped one to be petty. And we all knew because it was China that the NHL was going to want to go there. Like, why wouldn't they? It's a great chance for them to put something on display that they're trying to bring there. So um, I think it was fucked up from the start because they knew like, hey, we're going to be pushing for that one no matter what. So we're skipping just the one. You screw players out of like their last opportunity for it. And it's a good way to get the players on your side. With escrow and the money, um, I feel like there's generally like among fans. I know. I always talk with my hands. I can't help it. I'm going to try not to. I'm putting it behind my back. I'm going to sit on my hands. Okay. There's – it's not going to last. There's always a conversation about escrow being unfair and – it's not that escrow is unfair. It's that they have a 50-50 split when they shouldn't because the players deserve more money and the owners are gajillionaires anywhere, so they don't need, they don't need it. Um, but if you have a lower salary cap and then the players, the, the teams are going to be pushed towards the limits for the next two years. We already know that because it's not like they were anticipating there not to be a rise, which if more teams are closer to the cap than the floor, then they're going to owe more in escrow. So having the flat escrow... Um, I guess that helps because you already know that players are going to owe a lot of money if everyone's close to the cap ceiling right there. But it sucks that it's a 50-50 split anyway. And I think that that like is the bigger issue. It's not that 
money's taken out, it has to be reconciled some way if you have a 50-50 split and yeah. Or they could put more things towards hockey related revenue, like, I don't know, the expansion money and things like that. And then that would like balance the tides a little bit more. But um, yeah, it just- Sarah and I, our eyes are both glazed over. We're both like, yeah, <laughs> sure. For a nerd, you should like life. numbers. I like numbers, I don't like dollar amounts. Yeah, I like dollar amounts the most of the numbers. I know, I know. They make the most sense to me. Anyway, uh, Shana has an (laughs) article on all this on hockey graphs if you want to dive into all of this because Lord knows I need. Yes. I'm pet by his article too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll link to those resources underneath this podcast. Sarah, your thoughts on the CBA? Anything stand out to you? (laughs) This is like the. TikTok, I don't know if you guys have TikTok, but, um, oh, you do, Allison, but um, the ones that are, like, people coming up to their dogs and being, like, what do you think about Donald Trump? And the dog's just, like, <laughs> I'm, like, that's how I feel about the CBA. I don't know. I have no thoughts. Whatever she said, I'm just going to agree with. Yeah, seriously. Direct all CBA questions uh, to Shana. Um, we did mention this, uh, July... The, all this tied together, some more updates. Um, they did agree that the bonuses due today are still going to be paid. Um, so that is happening. And Sarah wanted, we wanted to mark a special anniversary in your world. It's the anniversary of the Sebastian Ajo offer sheet. Congratulations. Where all the magic began, the love story between me and the Montreal Canadiens. Um, <laughs> Happy anniversary, Sarah. <laughs> I'll never forget. I don't I forget. I actually have forgotten where I was and then I got a text or a call or something that was like Dom when I was doing the press conference go and I'm like speeding like listening to hardcore rap like let's go let's go and I'm like walking in and like to this oval office type thing like his literal office and um he walks in after us and he's like what's up guys what happened today like um he's just I miss him he's hilarious but oh my god that day and then um he was like, well, I'm not, I, like, when he, they made them wait till the absolute last second to sign it, that was hilarious. And, like, just what an, what a fun thing to cover. I'm, like, that was so dramatic, yet it wasn't a big deal. Like, I don't know. Um, and the Hurricanes Twitter was just on fire the whole time. It was a, it was a special day. I think it was a day when we saw the personalities of both Kane Social and Sarah Sibian just to shine in that. Montreal fans love Sarah Sibian now. BFFs. <laughs> well, there was some similar type chaos that, listen, friends, I was so here for it. Last Friday night, in an attempt to provide sport-related new programming, the NHL held their draft lottery. Now, this is the math. See, these are the numbers I like, Shana. This I can discuss. So... They held the draft lottery, and from the very beginning, we knew it was going to be chaos because they had eight teams in the lottery, meaning one of the play-in teams had been selected and gotten into the lottery spots. Not only did a play-in team get into the draft lottery, they won, in glorious effect, the number one overall pick. Chaos. Chaos. I love it so much. And now what happens is if hockey returns, the eight teams to lose the play in round 
will have a 12.5% chance of getting the first overall pick. If play does not return, the next bottom four teams in each conference go into a lottery to get the first overall pick, which is again, still the 12.5%. Twitter hockey, white men hockey lost their goddamn minds. I was here for it. Here for it. Anytime they lose their minds, I'm here for it. <laughs> like, the okay, we talked about how stupid this draft lottery was and how ridiculous it was and how pointless it was, but you could see what their intentions were. If we only focus on the teams whose season ended, who ended, you know, it, it, it sucks for the teams whose seasons ended. Like, we knew where their seasons were going for the most part. They were not making it, yada, yada, yada. But, like, they never got the closure of the season to – totally bottom out for the ones that we're trying to and things like that. Like it, it does suck. And there's little attention paid to them. It's the focus on the other 24 teams. And they were just told like, stop training. You're done for the year. Right. And you'll be back in God knows what month because everything's so fucked up from attempting to restart the season and things like that. So it was to have the attention on them. And literally, how could it not be? The other teams are unassigned. You literally have team A, B, C, D, and E. Who the fuck are they? You don't know. Like there's so much that it should have been talked about the Red Wings, the Senators, and literally the last thing I bet the league could have wanted, because yes, it's chaos. Yes, people are talking about it, but not the way that they want it, wanted it to be talked about. Um, like all the focus is now on like, who's, who's this team going to be? And let's talk about the teams in the 2014 playoff and who has the highest percentage chance of losing. Let's talk about their first round picks and things like that. You know, you have like Toronto, Carolina, and the Rangers are teams being talked about because of that. Or will the Blackhawks win it all? Could it be Edmonton getting another first first rounder could it be Pittsburgh look what looks what look look what will happen if it's Pittsburgh and things like that so it's like it, it's absolutely the opposite of what they intended which makes it so much better because this is your karma for putting together such a shitty fucking lottery in the first place that now we have to have a second lottery and no one's talking about what you want to do so <laughs> I feel for Detroit fans but I guess I feel better because it's like you have Eiserman who is who's been good with drafting and goes for like undersized and skilled players instead of like everything Detroit probably would have gone for had they had the first, the fourth overall pick like years ago, maybe you would have sweat more because they would have looked for like character and grit. <laughs> but yeah. I have to, I'm not going to lie. Like I was kind of rooting for this just because oh. I think um, the oh, athletics yeah. Red Wings reporter Max Boltman is so funny in this like specific situation about like, Red Wings misery. Like he cracked me up just this whole season and has cracked me up. So um, I was just like, I kept tweeting at him. And um, I, of course this happened, of course. Well, and I, I felt so bad, like our, our good friend Prashant, who is a long standing Red Wings fan. Cause I mean, again, like Ottawa had two first rounders. Detroit was in there. It would, it would be easy as one of those fan bases to think you're at least getting a top two, if not top three pick, and maybe right. the top overall. And, like, he had posted, like, a cup of where he was going to pour the bourbon to based on. No! <laughs> like, like when, when it all went down, I just, like, it was, like, radio silence. <laughs> Poor Prashant. <laughs> uh, but when we do talk about draft things, when the draft is closer, we are going to have Prashant on. We'll drink with him and talk about prospects and things because he's very good to talk about it. And then we can see how the pain of being a Red Wing fan feels months later. Maybe it'll feel better. Maybe it'll feel that much worse. Yeah. We'll drink about it. And yes. Canes fans, he lives around here and follows the Canes too. So we'll talk about that. 100%. And like, 
I will say I'm with you, Sarah. I'm, I, I love this so much. I was literally like, I had been doing some other work all day. I was exhausted. I was so happy. I was like running around our apartment, like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Cause it was just like a delight. However, I will also own that if Pittsburgh, Chicago, or Edmonton gets this pick, I'm raging. I don't even want Montreal to get it though. Fair They're enough. a team that I don't want to get it. But like, like what, I is mean, this, they, what is this narrative like? Oh, it'd be so great because Lafreniere is from there. I don't fucking care. I think that makes it worse. I think yeah. that makes it worse for him. Like, yeah. that's so much pressure. Like, think of who was it? Um, I think it was Jimmy BC. Like, he wanted Boston forever. And then he, I know, it's like, it, it's one that popped into my head. And like, Boston was an option for him to sign with. And he didn't Sarah's want like to. Sarah's like Pavlov's dog. What? Boston. <laughs> Someone say Boston. Pause <laughs> uh, for a second. <laughs> um I just just like the fact that it's like that's your hometown team like that's the team you grew up aspiring to like you know you dream about it I want to be a Boston Bruin like I'm sure if you're from Massachusetts and you're a fan of them and then it's like oh this could go bad really fast like it can ruin like the entire thing for you like wasn't was Matt Duchesne an Avalanche fan and then they were like we're gonna trade him like 50 times and even like Forsberg or someone was like just fucking trade him and get it over with like that's gotta like it's gotta like feel worse not only is your name in trade rumors forever and it seems like your team doesn't want you but like that's your team that's the team right. that you loved and now it's like well go fuck yourself it's so, like montreal will ruin him because montreal ruins everything and you don't want to go there left Absolutely. No we don't want it for you we hate this for you we hate this for <laughs> maybe what? someone will offer sheet them though uh, more offer sheets please yes absolutely um any other thoughts on the draft lottery and the chaos i'm here like did you guys see too like i don't remember if it was tsn or sportsnet like they were supposed to have like immediate reaction with the winning gm and then they're like i don't know what we do (laughs) it's just like a blank thing i love it the friends we made along the way (laughs) the consequences of my actions (laughs) all right we do have a bit of news sarah's favorite segment name a bit of news a little housekeeping a little bit of news um the nwsl challenge cup is underway and it has been notable not only for its intentional and focused efforts to continue the um racial injustice conversation um, but also for the quality of play that we're seeing shana can you bring us up to date on the nwsl challenge cup there's two games a day it's been um right now a game is starting between portland and chicago and it's been i I mean like it's interesting that there's no fans in the stands but they have the banners up for every team that like you really don't notice it as much and i think also if you're a casual fan it's like a quick way for you to like learn the team names because that is something that can be tough if you don't if you were a soccer fan but never it's fun. It's competitive. And to see, you know, the, the moments that they're having at the beginning to support the Black Lives Matter movement, like that's super powerful. And it's unsurprising to see women lead the way because they do everything better. So teams in North America, men's teams, take note. I know people were quick to point it out to me, like um, teams in Europe have been doing things too to support the movement, but it's like, sure, but you also are probably more decent human beings than are here because you're not making this as much of a problem as so many white men in America are. So it's a little bit different. And we have leagues who, you know, banned kneeling and things like that. So they can all go fuck themselves. 
but now is yeah. their time to do it right. And they have someone who can show them this is how you do it right. And unsurprisingly, it's the women showing them how to do it right because women are better and smarter. So it is super fun to watch. If you are not a soccer fan, like I am not, I do not like men's soccer. Um, honestly, I can't stand the drama of it. And it's like, Oh my get, God, they're such babies. People yeah, they get women are emotional. Yeah, the grass, they get kicked. The person's foot doesn't even touch them. It's grass that's sprayed up and hit their shin and they're like on the ground rolling around. The women, if they get hurt, they're fucking hurt. Like mm -hmm. if you want to see tough athletes and players play through it, it's the women, not the men that you should be watching because if a woman tried to do that. Too many. Too many men. <laughs> if a woman was crying on the ground that she was hurt and then could play five seconds later, guess how many men would jump on and be like, look, she's just being dramatic and emotional when it's the men who are the problem, not the women. So definitely watch it. It's on CBS and CBS All Access. And if you're not in the United States, you can watch it on Twitch. And so far it's been games at 1230 Eastern and 10 PM Eastern. So yeah. Good. And yeah, and Erica Ayala, who we had on the show to talk about women's sport, is a great follow. Um, I have even, I'm with you, Shana. I'm not an avid follower of the game, but I've been taking them in because it's super entertaining. And uh, people like Erica, other people are tweeting and covering these games. Um, Meg Linehan, check. Yeah, check I was going to say, we have to say Meg. Check these people out, listen to their podcasts. Um, it really, like, this is one of the reasons I've always, in all seriousness, loved Twitter is like it can help enhance your understanding of what you're watching or learn about something new and, and it's been really great to have their knowledge alongside the games so um anything on the challenge cup sarah go team <laughs> excellent um that it, it's funny there's been a lot going on but that's really all we had in the world of hockey and and shitless things is there are there any final thought i mean stuff is changing so much we keep talking yeah. about hub cities return to play but um we were convinced this week that we'd have the return to play plan but i talked to jordan stall yesterday and he said that they he thought they were going to vote on it last over the weekend too and they didn't so we're having a good time <laughs> <laughs> like but it's it's July. Like, what are we doing? It's literally July. Like, Sebastian Aho just came over here today from Finland. Like, it's time. Imagine, and they're like, fuck you, go home. I'd yep. be so pissed. People are leaving. That was the big thing about Carrie Price. He's leaving his family for who the fuck knows how long. Like, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. And he, oh my God, what he said about it, I don't know if we've talked about this yet, where he was oh. just like, I've had um, family friends who died from COVID, and I don't, I need to make sure that I want. Like, this is going to be in a museum or like some type of history book, what he said. He said he is concerned about living his life like completely normally, because even if you get COVID and survive, you still, who knows what the side effects are that and how long they last. And he brought that up and it's just twisted that this is a, a discussion. Well, yeah. if my Twitter mentions tell you anything, you can't live in fear and you can't live scared. And it's like... I hear you. And they're like, you know, regular people have to return to work too. Like I said, I hear you. But these are people returning to work who, one, for the most part, don't need the money. The players who do need the money are the ones who already got screwed. And two, they're coming back to work for your entertainment. And three, their lungs are an essential part of their bodies that they need to continue playing sports. So if you stay want, alive. That's yeah. the thing. Yes. Well, we don't care about lives. Remember, they're just props. <laughs> We can just replace them with someone else. Bar lives matter. That's it. Just inanimate objects that um, make billionaires richer. So. God, God. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, if, if it was any other injury, 
oh, if he plays with his knee this way, it could fuck up his knee for the rest of his career and maybe he shouldn't play and we'd be having a reasonable discussion about it. And yes, there would still be people saying like, it's his body, his choice, which fucking love that response too. Keep it up, guys. You're killing it. But yeah. 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 What? Yeah. I have thoughts on that for another time. (laughs) All right. Well, that brings us to everybody's favorite part of the podcast, fuck, marry, kill. And as a reminder, we love to do these off our listener uh, submissions. So keep those coming. Um, We have just a couple this week um, playing off a couple themes that are hockey related. Um, First, now this is very specific, but I think these are all groups that need to be highlighted. Um, And Shane, I'm gonna make you go first, are you ready? Yes. Okay, here are your fuck, marry, kill options, all right? It is three different trios of people, okay? Three different trios of people. Okay. okay. The first, you've literally already read this and you're acting like you don't know. Maybe you have forgotten. I, cl- I, cl- I didn't see that you put it on the sheet and I don't remember what it was. I remember okay. you put it up there. Well, so I'm like, great then, guys. when you said it took me a second, I'm like, okay, got okay. it. So I'm going to have a day. You're the cutest. Uh, thanks so okay. much. Number one, the Too Many Men podcasters. That would be the three of us, okay? Okay. Number two, the brain trust within the Seattle NHL team's hockey operations department, which is Namita, Danny, and Alexandra. They go just by first names now. They're they're like... They're they're that good. They are. That's, That's option two, okay? And option three, Barzal, Connor, and Killington. I am going to kill the three players because, as we know, you don't get all three, as the Bruins did not. So you'd only be getting one or none of them as it works out, and then you shoot yourself in the foot. Not and nothing against Jake DeBrusque, but against everything else. It's <laughs> don't just against, you dare. Don't, no, no, no. He's a good player. It should have been him and two of the three mentioned but it was not. So because you don't get the full trio, I will kill it. Um, it's really hard. See, the Seattle Brain Trust is brilliant. And I like, I really like that. Thank you, Kona. Okay, the Seattle Brain Trust is brilliant, but I feel like I will feel inferior and just be like, can I just like see everything you're doing and pick your brains? But I feel like I don't belong in that marriage, so I will fuck them just so it's something I could tell my friends that I did, that it's like, guys, <laughs> I got the Seattle brain trust. And you get to hang out with them and just like experience it because I just, I don't think I could handle being married to that many super smart people every single day. I'd be like, God, I need to learn things. And I will marry us because we are fun and chaotic and just a perfect long-term relationship. That's so sweet. Sarah, you Watch, choice. you guys both kill us. <laughs> Sarah, your choices. I'm killing the players because I'll take DeBrusk any day. Woo! And twice on Sundays. And um, I'm fucking us because we are chaotic, but I would not marry me. But seriously, <laughs> that um, would be a nightmare. Um, and I don't know. I, I know myself. I know my commitment issues. It's not going to happen. And um, I will marry the brain trust because they have the perfect compliments of our podcast, I think, right? Like, um, 
well, you guys have some of the intel that they have too, but I trust them with my life. I would, I would do anything to meet us as anything. It's true. Including yeah. rage up against some idiot who comes after her. On oh, scouting with Brian. Who is this clown? Men really can just say whatever the fuck they want on the internet. You like, know what the thing is too? We thought he could be on the shit list, but he doesn't even deserve to be on the shit list and get that recognition <laughs> because he's such an idiot. Right. Amen. Amen. Um, all right. I will also kill the players um, just because seriously, the other two options are just far superior. Um, I will, I will also marry us because I love us and I'm so proud of us. And love us. we have evolved and continue to get better and learn from each other. And I think that's a perfect relationship. Um, and I will fuck the Seattle Brain Trust because they are goddamn genius. And like, if you think about someone you just fuck, like it's like a wish list, like, you know, you're five exceptions yeah. people. So they're like, your hall pass. Yeah. They're like way, way, way up here. And I'm like, way, way, way down here. So not true. Well, trust me, they're that they're very, very brilliant. Um, all right. We only have one more today. It's abbreviated version um, because the US can't get out of its own goddamn way. Um, and it's marry or kill only. There's only two options. And Sarah, I'm going to have you go first. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Marry or kill NHL hub cities, Edmonton or Toronto. See, I've been waiting for this one because Shana said earlier in the podcast that nobody wants to go to Edmonton. And excuse me, I want to go to Edmonton. Uh, I want to go Edmonton. to Banff. Isn't that Cal closer to Calgary? <laughs> it is. I want to, I mean, you wouldn't believe that if you saw the propaganda video, but I love Edmonton. Um, it's something underrated for me. I think it's like peak Canada. And I think um, without being like Winnipeg, like it's, just it's a little bit more normal and um it has the best what is this? it's called kb and co it's the best food i've ever had in my life like pre-game meal type food like not the best like it's so good for you and healthy but also delicious and i like can't find it anywhere else i know it's a kind of a chain in like that part of canada but love it and that's um i love the culture there and toronto is just like diet New York City. So no, I'm, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Don't come at me. Don't come at me at all. I have to pick one. Um, Toronto's too much like America for me right now. Fucking sick of America. Shana, go. Well, are we, we're viewing them as hub cities or just the cities as a whole? No, well, uh, well, no, they're hub cities, but like, okay. It's, it's because they're the, it's because they are what they are. Okay. So I've only been to Toronto of the two. But. That's what they all say when they say no one likes Edmonton. <laughs> well, I only went for the World Cup of Hockey. It was like a quick, quick dip in Canada, and that's it. That's the only fine. place I've been. Quick dip in Canada. <laughs> we went, we drove, we saw a couple games, so we drove back. It was, it was a thing. Um, so my issue, though, is like as much as I did like Toronto and like I would happily go back there, um, I think Ontario is fucking dummy shit right now. So... Yeah, so for that reason, you got to die. Sorry, guys. You're going to die. I'm sorry. Like, people are going to die because of your stupid rule. I'm not, it's not even like, you know, so I have to kill you because you're dumb and you're making a mistake and it's stupid and I don't want to watch you do that. So, say bye. And I will marry Edmonton also because, like, 
my dream is to go to Banff one day. Like I yes. want that is, that is it's so high on my list. I want to go there so badly. It's so pretty. Let's um, go. Let's take a trip, a podcast trip when all this is over. Yes. To too many Guys, buy our merch. To buy our merch so we can afford this trip. Yeah. We're gonna go hiking and we'll get like a nice kayak and go in the big lake there and uh we'll podcast from the lake. Nice scenic love it adventure. Love there it. we go. So buy buy stuff from us so we can afford it. So I have to marry that. Okay. I will also marry Edmonton. Um, Banff is literally one of my favorite places, top top three, four in the world. Um, and I can get there. I can drive there. I can I can do that thing. Um, I, I like Calgary, I must say. Um, I love Calgary. But uh, be, out of proximity for Calgary and Banff, I will marry Edmonton. And Toronto is fun, but Toronto is so goddamn expensive. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I can't like, and I need to, to make my money last as long as possible, especially right now. So, um, sorry, Tarana, um, the six, uh, gonna have to kill you this time. All right, my friends, anything we've missed in this episode that we need to talk about? Um, we got it all for now. Oh, Maybe we, next week we'll know Yeah, three days before training camp, if there's going to be training camp. They'll be like, we're not finding out today. It's coming today. And then it's not coming today. Um, we have too many men's fanny packs. This is a very, very important news update. Alert! We have, them, we have them in black, white, I think light gray and purple. And they all have a black zipper and a big logo on it. So get your fashion on. Get ready to look chic with a fanny pack. <laughs> Please make that a clip. I need that yes. in my life. <laughs> get ready to look chic all right um you guys we just love um having you listen we're just we continue to be humbled and honored that you stick with us in this crazy show and our crazy lives um please follow us on twitter if you do not already at two underscore much underscore man check out our website at too many men which is where you can also find links to those very very hot uh fanny packs and all of our merch um we love you guys. We encourage you to continue to stay safe, um, continue to get better, to continue to remember that Black lives do in fact matter. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, bye. Bye. Love you. <laughs>